girls. I'm Stina. I'm Danielle. We want to focus on uh, television and movies in particular. Yes. Disclaimer that we are in no way film experts. A deep, like, dive. Ooh. Be quiet. Whoa. I'm yelling. Back me up on this one. <laughs> Hey, you're listening to Two Girls Watch TV. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Two Girls Watch TV. I'm Danielle. And I'm Sina. Danielle, what you got? Okay. <laughs> Christina, we Uh-oh. have talked on this podcast about how uh, Disney has, you know, done a lot of things to get a lot of cash grabs. And uh-huh. I think that this Sunday they did the most ridiculous of cash grabs I've ever seen in my life. What? Do you know what they did on Sunday? I don't think so. They took the Atlanta Falcons and Jacksonville Jaguars game and they turned it into Disney Sunday Fun Day football broadcast where they turned the players into cartoons and had them play in Andy's bedroom from Toy Story. They got a... (laughs) You hold on. I'm sending you a picture of this uh, because I had oh, to. Wait, take... I think I saw that. I think I saw something on Instagram where they pretended like Andy's here, and then all the players hit the ground. <laughs> yes, yes, that okay. is exactly what happened when they scored a touchdown. The little alien came out, was like touchdown, and then he like divvied here. I'm just gonna send you the picture. I Nick turned it on, and I was like, "This is the most ludicrous thing I've ever seen in my life." I just texted it to you. And how sad is it that these football players, you know, spend years of their lives to get to the NFL and they get turned into little bobblehead cartoons? Oh, my God. They got to let the Toy Story stuff go. I don't know if you know. You see the claw? The claw's in the middle of the field. The claw. The claw. I mean, quotable, great movie. We're not poo-pooing on Toy Story, but they got to... I am. I am. After the third one. Ease up the grip. Ease up the grip. Well, you want to take it a step further? Have you heard what's to come? No. Is there a new Toy, Toy Story? Toy Story 5. Oh, God. What are they going to do next? You killed your main character. So I don't know. And then you made a spinoff of your other main character. So I don't really know where we're going with this but it needs to be put to bed yeah it needs to be put to bed after the third one the fact that we even had a fourth one was ridiculous yeah they closed up so nicely after the the third one i it was beautiful it was beautiful for our generation and i only say that because we were like what six seven eight when the first ones came out we were the same age as andy andy was going to college the same well andy was going to college the same year i was going to college Right. So it's like everybody around that age and then like in college or about to go to college at that time, like, like gets it. And there was like this epic wait for the, tri- the trilogy to be complete. And then they just were like, what if we fucked it up <laughs> a little bit? <sighs> if you want to hear our full review on Toy Story 4, you can go back into our catalog and listen to it because we did a whole episode on it. I'm, I may have to boycott Toy Story 5 unless, there, unless the fans are like, we will listen by the droves if you do it. I'm not doing it. Well, you say we, unless the fans, I mean, we are the fans, are we not? We are the fans. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. It, it, it was a good opportunity. It hit my head. It popped into my head as well. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know what I mean? If people were like, oh, we loved your Toy Story reviews. We want you to do the fifth one. Like, maybe. I just. Wait, are you um, talking about our fans or we? Yeah. Or us fans of Toy Story? No, no, no. Fans of the podcast. Oh, it, our it, friends. It, yeah, our ah, friends. Oh, I was confused. Was. confused. I didn't use the, didn't use the R. Friends. <laughs> if our friends said, we really liked your review of the fourth one, thought it was funny, let's do the fifth one, we'll listen by the droves. Uh, maybe. Hard maybe. Hard maybe? Ow. Probably no. How are they 
do you think Tim Allen and like Tom Tom Hanks just like I feel like they're the hardest ones to get to sign up to do the Toy Stories. Well, yeah, I I think with uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Lightyear, the spinoff that came out, such a missed opportunity from what I've heard. Really, but Tim Allen wasn't in it. Oh, interesting. Do you? Th- I don't think. Is so. it like one of those things where they have enough audio that they like kind of don't need them anymore? No, I think they just had somebody else play him. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like you expect. I don't. Um, I don't remember who it was. Well, Buzz Lightyear came out when. I have no idea. It was just Lightyear. It wasn't Buzz Lightyear. It came out in 2022, and Chris Evans is your Buzz Lightyear. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. But I could see why they would get Chris Evans to do it. And oh my God, it's Captain America being Buzz Lightyear. Right, right, right. It's all about the hustle and the bustle. Yeah. And Disney has all the Marvel movies, so it makes sense. Meanwhile, when we were kids, we were like, did you know Buzz Lightyear is the same guy on Nick at Night that goes, like that was, that was magical. Home improvement, baby. (laughs) I used to love that show. Same. It was good. Yeah. But like those two people, you were like, what? No way. Get out of here. (laughs) The Santa Claus is Buzz Lightyear. That's true too. Uh, I will admit to you, I don't think I've ever watched the full movie of the Santa Claus. Oh, well, we could, we could make that. We got to figure out November and December. We do. Um, we do. I also just want to say on the podcast, we added to our watch list for October, um, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And then I got some heat that our playlist, our playlist, our watch list wasn't spooky enough. Ooh, who, who gave you heat for that? My old student. <laughs> in the hallway and said, this isn't scary. And I was like, I feel like you should watch only murders in the building because it's a murder mystery but it's silly and also what we do in the shadows is vampires oh you mean i thought you meant like the design of the watch list wasn't scary enough i'm i'm i am not on your same level i apologize (laughs) i'm all the way over here i'm i'm you with the cheese pie and that's an inside joke and i Uh, apologize for that and all of our listeners I don't want to hold everyone up with the the cheese pie story, but I'm with the cheese pie. <laughs> Very quickly, one time, Christina and I were driving. We drive past the sign, and it says twelve ninety nine cheese pie. And Christine goes, "A cheese pie?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I could really go for a slice of pizza." And she goes, "Yeah, pizza, but a cheese pie?" And I'm like, "To preface it, what it was you- November." Yeah, so you're you were thinking like an Easter cheese pie, and you're like, what are they doing out this time of year? But yes, it was actually a pizza cheese, like a pizza, like a cheese pie, that kind of cheese pie. I, I was thinking like a pizza rustica or exactly. a pizza game, depending on what part of Italy you're coming from. Exactly. But that was not it. Anyway, so I'm I'm on the cheese pie uh, train right now. Um, <laughs> I thought too. you were saying that the like the design of the watch list wasn't spooky enough, which it's like, Mm. how are you going to make that spookier? Um, I feel like, and I don't mean to call you out, but I'm going Uh. to call you out. The reason it's not scarier themed shows and movies is because you do not like scary. I don't like scary, but we usually take the last, um, we usually have taken the last week and had people vote on, like submitting a movie and it could be the fall themed or the um halloween themed or just horror yeah and we we didn't do that this year i think that's probably why yeah but we just decided on harry potter who doesn't love rewatching harry potter in the fall what i okay good point or all year round actually we should do harry uh, that's why i i really push for it it was like we should do harry potter we could do one a month that. Over the course of, yeah, yeah, fuck it, let's yeah. do that. Yeah, we're gonna do Harry All Potter right. a month. Be prepared. <laughs> Get with the program. Yeah, everybody good. They're all on HBO. Everyone, they're all there. The whole Harry Potter collection. Oh, but yeah, I mean, we will. 
yeah, we'll just we'll just do them that way. Because we had originally said that we would consider just starting it and then doing it for November and December. But then I thought about it. And if we do that, you can't have your birthday episode. Mm. Or mm. you forced me to watch You've Got Me. Oh, twist your arm. I may switch it, actually. I just Uh-oh. I just recently watched You've Got Mail because that's another that's one of my favorite fall movies. And it's it's that's also a fall movie, but an anytime movie. So, mm-hmm. but uh yeah, we'll see. We'll see what kind of Uh-oh. mood I'm in in December. Okay. And in November. Well, November, yeah, cuz I have to put the list together. <laughs> it's going to be the first week of December. I have some thoughts. Oh, no, it's the next day. December, we got five, five Fridays in December. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. We got we to gotta do some brainstorming for that holiday episode. I don't know how we're going to switch it up this year. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Enough of the programming. Let's talk about theater camp, shall we? Yes. So theater camp is available on Hulu. I don't know if it's a Hulu original. It's not. Okay. It was in theaters. Actually, you know what? It could be a Hulu original and go to theaters as well. That yeah, I'm not I'm I didn't know if that was the case or not. Uh I'm not too sure. All right. Well, I don't know if it has any awards. I think it's too new. It just came out in August August fourth. That's right. Yeah, this is brand new. Well, not brand new. It's October. But in my mind, August 4th was just yesterday. Stop it. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, you're just so excited for fall. I don't even know how that's possible. I don't know. How, how can you be here in full and also the day after August 4th? I, I, I have no conception of time anymore. <laughs> it... it... <laughs> <laughs> I almost spit my coffee everywhere. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so Joan runs a theater camp, and each summer she fights to fill her spaces and keep her doors open. This movie is actually a documentary about what happens after Joan suffers a seizure from a strobe-like light at a performance where she was trying to recruit students for camp. The school is in danger of foreclosure, and now her son must work with a band of misfit teachers to keep it open. So before I get into the characters, I just want to say that this was co-directed and co-written by Molly Gordon and Nick Lieberman. And the other co-writers are Noah Galvin, who plays Glenn, and Ben Platt also co-wrote this. So your big stars in the show are also behind the scenes working on this. So Mm. adds a nice little touch to it. So Adirondax is owned by... (laughs) (laughs) played by Amy Sedaris, who tragically falls into a coma due to a strobe light. Her son, Troy, played by Jimmy Tatro, takes over. And since he's a vlogger slash business influencer, it should be easy peasy, no? Um, Jimmy Tatro is a vet on the podcast. He was in King of Staten Island. He was also in Bad Education. If you have been with us for that long, listening to those episodes, hello and thank you for sticking with us. Who is that one? The guy who plays Troy. Oh, my God. I was trying to figure out where I know him from. Ba- you remember in Bad Education? Plays a very similar role. Like, he was the at the Home Depot with the uh, Roslyn school credit uh-huh. card. Okay. Love, okay. Love him. Uh, we'll get more into that. Okay. The two head counselors, best friends, former campers, and co-creators of the annual original musical are Amos Klobuchar, played by Ben Platt. Uh, As we know, he is a uh, vet on this podcast as well. He was in The Politician. And Rebecca Diane, played by Molly Gordon. She, too, is a vet on this podcast. She was in The Bear. She was in Rami. Mm -hmm. And she was in Booksmart. So... Newcomer counselor who lied on her resume, Janet, is played by A.O. Edabiri. Still haven't learned how to say her last name, and I apologize. She is a vet on this podcast as well. She was in the bear. Uh, The person most together at the camp is production manager Glenn, played by Noah Galvin, who is also from Booksmart. Mm -hmm. 
Um, okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. It's a venture capital firm that's looking to buy the ba- the camp, or like I so. We'll say I, a VC firm. I don't know the the particular okay name of it, but that's did you, led- mention, did you mention Gigi at this point? I know you're gonna switch into gears. Not yet. Okay, go She's, ahead. She, he's in my list. Okay. Um, but 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 buy the camp. That the the buyout is led by Carolyn, played by Patty Harrison, who is also a vet on this podcast. She was in Shrill. Uh, additional camp counselors are Clive, played by Nathan Lee Graham, Gigi, played by Owen Teal, who is he also a podcast uh, veteran? Yeah, he played David in Hacks. Oh my god! He yeah, did. that's why I was like, I don't know. I, for some reason, my my spidey senses were tingling, and I was like, I don't know. She might miss this one. Let me just hold on to it. Well, talk about another HBO vet. Carl is in this from Succession. He plays. I know. David Rash plays Doctor Bill Rock in this uh, in the show. That's all I got. Yeah, I think that's pretty much. Oh, I don't. Um, did you mention um, that Amy Sedaris? Uh, do you know where we know her from? I can only think of her from that episode of Broad City. She's Mimi in the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. She's the friend who has that high-pitched screaming voice all the time. We never talked it's about like, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt on the show. No, and I'm, I'm wondering if we should because we keep like bringing it up and saying, like, did we talk about this show? Uh, I only watched, I think, season one and two, and then I fell off. She's definitely in them. She's friends with um, Jenny. The hell's her name? Oh, the yeah. with the curly hair. The uh, the blonde in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt that yeah. we know. She's like besties with Tina Fey. Tina Fey's in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh yeah, she's a taxi driver. But okay. I'm saying, uh, I did not watch as far as you did. Uh, Thirty Rock. Who was she in Thirty Rock? The blonde. Oh, um, oh, yes, yes, yes. I know exactly who you're talking about. And now I'm blanking on it. Uh, oh, God. Jenna. Yeah. So she's an unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and she plays yeah, like she a plays, rich friend. Yeah. So her rich friend is this woman and she's like. Oh, Amy Sedaris. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's a, believe me, if you watch a few episodes and you hear her voice, it's a voice that you're never going to forget. It's just a lot louder and more high pitched. So when I heard her speaking in the show, I was like, I know that voice. Where do you remember that voice from? I mean, Amy Sedaris has been in so much. She was in freaking Sex in the City. She played Carrie's like book uh, publicist. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. She's been in so much. She um, has like, yeah, she has a lot of, um, I don't. I don't know if I've ever known her to be, like, a main character in um, something. I'm not sure. But she's one hell of a supporting actress, I'll tell you that much. So let's get into the climax of this movie. Okay. The camp is in jeopardy of repossession, and the finale, and the finale of Jones Still is a disaster. Amos asks Rebecca to show them the big closer, and we get some very unfortunate improv, which prompts her to tell Amos that she has taking, taken a performer position on a cruise and has not had the time to work on the closer. She also confesses that she did get a call back from Juilliard, but didn't go because Amos didn't get a call back as well. We get the night of we get to the night of Jones still. And we find out that Troy has signed the papers to give away the camp, but there's a loophole. If he can stop the bank's repossession, uh, he does not have to sell the camp. Um, so he invites his group of vloggers, business vloggers called the Founding Ballers, to play <laughs> to the play to try to gain popularity and get money for the camp. Also, Amos finds out that he helped his leading actress score role on TV, if I remember. Let's go with TV. So Glenn is taking her place as Joan. The musical is a hit and uh, leaves everyone in awe with the final song that Rebecca finishes. And this is where I started to... Sorry, I kind of went into the ending, but... Uh, that's okay. Um, so the six show... The show... The six show... 
I, I knew what you were saying. I got Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the show was a success. The only issue was that Troy's finance bros were all super broke. Even though they loved the show, they couldn't donate the money that was originally planned. However, the Airbnb guest that we had staying at the camp was a person with a lot of money and a cocaine problem. So he decided to donate a large amount of money to keep the school open. Um, Amos and Rebecca also made up and had a big hug. And Rebecca took her gig on the cruise ships and it was a success until she burnt on the boat with a seance. Oh my goodness. Um, just to clarify. Oh, 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 oh. And, and Joan wakes up there for, um, they had this camera in the wrong person's room and Joan wakes up right after it's over and says, don't let my son take over the camp. And then here's all about the wonderful performance from the lady in the next, um, hospital bed. Wait, did I miss that? Was that another post scene credit? Um, I, I didn't think, I don't remember. I don't remember if it happened after the credits. I don't, I didn't think so, but maybe, maybe I, a couple of credits. I will always miss a post scene credit. I will turn off the credits as soon as it's done. Like I start, they start rolling. I'm like, all right, I'm out. Maybe. It, yeah, it might've been. <laughs> My dad, when I was younger and we had HBO, my dad would watch the credits until the very end, until it was like telling you where the movies were filmed. My dad would read every single credit. Yeah, because those people worked hard to get their names up there, Danielle. The man has dedication. Um, just to clarify, the founding ballers were not broke. They were being investigated by the SEC. So That's right. That's right. That's right. I messed that up. Also, we didn't, we didn't actually mention that right before the play started, there was a camera that was put into, a two-way camera that was put into Troy's mother, Joan's hospital room. And that's how we know that it's the wrong person. But it's just a shot of her laying down in the bed. She's in a coma. And the woman who plays that actress plays Alana's mom in Broad City. Oh, yeah. okay. 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 All right, so, so what did IMDb rate this? It was a 7.2 out of 10. I think it was 7.1. I think I messed that up. 7.1 out of 10. And on Metacritic, the meta score was a 70 and the user score is a 6.8. On Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave this an 85% and the audience gave it a 79%. So we're like dancing in the middle. Yeah. All right. What, what do you got? What you kind want me to go first? Of, what kind of review do you got? It's not a great one. I didn't get picked. I picked a bad one too. Uh-oh. All right. You can you go first. Go first? Yeah, go first. All right. There's... Oh, fuck. I scrolled and I didn't paste it. Okay. This story is weak, which would be fine if the comedy was... Oh, it's 3 out of 10 and it's titled Rough. Now, the comedy is weak, which could work if the story were good. As is, it's painfully unfunny. It's a painfully unfunny sit that's slightly elevated by a couple of good performances. The story, if you can say it has one, this person is so passive-aggressive... <laughs> is about a theater camp staff struggling after the owner takes and in, goes into a coma, leaving her inept son in charge as a competing camp tries to take it over with the representative played by the always wonderful Patty Harrison. You can pretty much guess where the story goes from there. Easily the worst mockumentary I've ever seen. It can't hold a candle to the movies Christopher Guest has made or ones that he's been involved in, or even more obscure ones like take the money and run. The humor lacks any wit, creativity, depth, cleverness, insight, or anything beyond what any given seventh grade theater kid would come up with. Definitely one to skip. I'm shocked by the amount of low reviews for the show. Cause I, I really had to go through a lot of them and I was having a hard time finding a good review so that's why I picked a one-star review but all right I'm gonna add to the poopiness with my review so this is a one out of five star review 
And I, I will preface this by saying that this person used a word that I was not a fan of using to describe something. So I uh. deleted it because how dare this person use this word? So I cleaned up this internet troll. Oh, dear Lord, poke my eyes out with sticks. Please do it now. Who is liking this dreck? Are you kidding me? There is a ratio in the first 20 minutes of one sympathetic character, a broken human, human obviously, to 10 barely tolerable, barely tolerable narcissistic abrasive wankers. That's as far as I could get. Again, and someone who turned off the movie. This is close to the most depressing, desperate, bitter, unfunny garbage I have ever seen. As a longtime theater professional, I weep. This is so self-involved, hideously unself-aware. Dumb humans are not representative. And if they are, are recognizable to you from past experience, again, I weep. They're literally, they're literally terrible at everything. All right. Oh, and the scene where the two leads whip out songs after song in record time on the fly, full of cliches and pandering to low IQ garbage, takes about everything. That's why people who aren't really into musicals aren't. It epitomizes the best argument I could possibly imagine against theater camp anytime, anywhere. It pushes the notion that people who love the theater are narcissistic morons who, in order to get on, BS their way through life, no matter what irrespective of whether, hold on, no matter what irrespective of whether or not they have actually ta actual talent. Yuck. All right. That was an absolutely ludicrous so, all right, both both were ludicrous reviews. I feel like if you're watching this and you're not thinking mockumentary, you're you're taking and you're not like fully captivating that. Then you're taking certain things like seriously that shouldn't be taken seriously. Because like there were a couple of times where I was like, oh, or ooh, with like certain bits yeah then i had to remind myself that like they're making fun of it yeah they're not being serious right like when they're trying to figure out like what kid would like sell as the best prostitute or sex where i'm like oh my <laughs> god no what are we doing and then i remembered that like they're making fun of people who do this and i think if you lose sight of that then this is what's gonna, then these reviews are what is to come. Well, it's clear that whoever wrote this review is in the theater and he did not like, he or she did not like the way that the movie represented theater people. And that is why the review is so defensive. Yeah, but it's, I think it's supposed to be over the top in terms of like, leaning into stereotypes i think that's part of the humor yeah and some of it some of it like was good and some of it was just like okay yeah you missed the mark on that one yeah and that's okay not everything in every movie is going to be funny it's not like it's bridesmaids yeah um can we segue into highs and lows um yeah i just want to tell you i think the person who wrote your review is yiddish speaks yiddish or was raised in a yiddish household because drek is Yiddish for shit. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. um, my mom told me that a long time ago when she was working with her, my my aunt um, and her mom, who I think spoke Yiddish, I'm assuming spoke Yiddish because I forget who it was, but somebody dumped somebody or divorced, was, was, I don't remember what happened, but she said, he's a piece of dick. And my mom was <laughs> like, what? And then we found out, or she found out at that time that, that meant shit. Can I get a subtitle on that? Yeah. <laughs> um, good to know. Good piece of information that we all now know. <laughs> um, Jimmy Tatro stole the show. Yeah. I could not. I laughed out loud, and I and it, every line that I laughed out loud at was given by him. Him. When that kid got up and started singing Better Now and he woke up and was like, yo, you know any other post songs? You know, wow. <laughs> I was dying. 
dying. Like the founding ballers, that killed me. Incredible performance by him. It was really, yeah, it was, it was fun to watch because he would have like these really creative ideas, but then we'd watch them all. Like, like the idea about having a dinner, like that could have gone so much better. Like it really could have been a big hit and it just wasn't. And so you just watch idea after idea kind of just suck. It's also so funny that the kids think it's immersive theater. Like it's that that's hysterical. Um, like a side of whatever or the story about my dead daughter <laughs> being said by like a seven year old girl yeah um, no I thought he was incredible in the show and his role wasn't that different from his role in Bad Education like a little clueless right. like trying to be good but like not just missing the mark all the time but like the way that he's presented in this is just, like, so funny and such, like, a mockery of, like, people these days that I think it's hysterical. Um, I do like Rebecca and Troy communicating with jo- Joan via coma where she was doing this seance. Oh, I thought that was really funny. Mom. <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, no, no. <laughs> I also thought that um, Glenn was fantastic. Oh, he was the most competent person there. Yeah, but also just like... um, He's always just hiding behind a curtain. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They just conveniently always have him hiding behind the scenes. He's literally a curtain call away. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, the only lows that I had were just... That some of the humor just didn't hit the mark for me. Some of it was like, mm. but when it was on, it was funny. Um, yeah, I agree. There were definitely lulls in the movie, but like even some throwaway lines from the kids, like that's clearly a fake Chanel bag. Like hyster, like they got killed me. I it takes a lot. I feel like these days to actually make me laugh out loud. This movie made me laugh out loud. I feel like you said that about something we watched recently, too. What did we do last week? <laughs> Shrinking? That wasn't yeah, it. Maybe. No? No. Although I'll have to think about it. Okay. I feel like we just had this conversation. Um, that's- yeah. I'm, I love to laugh. Same. <laughs> I'll laugh at anything if it's funny. Exactly. I also and think... And everything. <laughs> The tone of this movie was great. Like that graininess to it really mm-hmm. gave a good camp feel. Cause I, I went to sleepaway camp, so like I love sleepaway camp like I love camp stories. Um and I also loved all the clips in old home movies of the like mm-hmm. Ben Platt and Molly Gordon when they were younger. I wonder if they were actually that was actually them. I don't know. That's an interesting point. Mm. Um Jury I duty. Was, I'm going to say jury duty actually made me laugh out loud. Oh, maybe it was. Yeah, maybe it was that one. Um, yeah, no, I just think that like the graininess might have been needed because this the acting is so rehearsed. It's for theater. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to forget that it's a mockumentary because they're not acting. They're not acting how we think people would act in real life. They're acting to learn to act for a play so like it's it's very like pristine and and so the graininess kind of like i think reminds you like hey don't forget this is a mockumentary this is you know supposed to be like fake real life yeah that makes sense i don't really know if that makes sense no it does it does okay i get that because if you were to watch it in like ultra hot hd let's say it would lose that feeling of, well, this is a camp and these are kids and these are not, you know. You know what it also feels like? It feels like the same tone of Dirty Dancing. Like Dirty Dancing also takes place in the Adirondacks 
it's you know it's supposed to be like grainy and old and you know summertime it just it all fits it all fits together yeah yeah and that's like and that that helps with the vibe but it's I I needed that to remind me that like it's not like the office it's not like what we do in the shadows it's not like modern family which all those shows are shot much clearer yeah but they're they're acting in real life and so it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's rehearsed. Like we know it is, but it doesn't give off the rehearsed feel. But yeah. they are training for a musical, so everything gives off a rehearsed feel. So it's like yeah. a nice reminder of like, hey, this is you know pretend real life. Yeah, yeah. I think I just said the same thing. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. So uh, any high? Any more highs? Any more lows? No, I mean, I thought the obviously I thought the acting was good all around, um, and that was like my biggest my biggest high low was that when it was on, it was on. When it was off, it was eh. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that the low reviews are warranted for this movie. I thought that it was a a good movie. Mm. Um, I mean, so much better than other things that we've watched. What was that movie that we just Annette. watched? <laughs> Not Annette. Um. What was the, the the hiking movie that we just watched? Oh, Happiness for Happiness beginners. for Beginners. Okay, that's a bad movie. This is yeah, a, this is way better. Yeah, this is way better. Not to compare, <laughs> but we're comparing way better. <laughs> and they both take place in mountainous areas, so I feel like we have to. We're compelled to compare. Uh, we are. Ooh, compelled to compare. Am I? Do I? <laughs> Do I smell a podcast spinoff where we take <laughs> movies with something in common and compare them and it's called Compelled to Compare? Oh my goodness. You heard it here first. I don't know. I don't know. What am I to do with this knowledge? What am I to do with this creativity? I don't know. Where am I to put it? I can't. It doesn't fit in my pockets. There's too much. <laughs> it's coming out of ease. <laughs> yeah, something is these days. <laughs> Oh, are you ready to move into snack break? Yes, I am. What have you been eating? Okay, okay, I, I have something fun. Okay. Okay, so I watched this movie while I had dinner. I had leftover Chinese food. Ooh, what kind of okay. leftover Chinese food? <clears throat> so chicken, broccoli, and white rice. Okay. But I didn't feel like drizzling on the sauce that that it came with. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, sometimes they give it on the side. So what I ended up doing was I had bacon in my fridge and so i fried up three slices of bacon and i cut them into pieces like small pieces yeah and i took the bacon and the grease and i mixed it in with the chinese food and then i have like some leftover whole 30 hawaiian barbecue sauce yeah and i tossed it in that oh man and i had like a chinese honey barbecue not really honey but like you get like yeah, yeah bowl with bacon wow yeah, it was really fucking good. That sounds really good. Jeez Louise. I was proud. Of, I was proud of that. Like last minute. What if we tried? Because that doesn't always work out for me. <laughs> no, no, no. I've listened. I've my dad used to eat literally what was whatever was in the fridge. Whatever you didn't think could go together went together. Went together. Once saw him yeah. put cold crab salad on pizza. So. Anything's possible. I mean, that's a choice. That was a choice. He ate it. He lives to tell the tale. He does. A wild Otis appears. A wild Otis appears. So I watched this in the morning while I was eating breakfast. This morning? Not this morning, but like over the weekend, I watched it. And I do this thing where in the summertime, I crave yogurt. Like, I don't like... I mean, I guess I'll eat yogurt kind of anytime, but in the summertime specifically, I love having yogurt with fruit and like some granola. Like that's my go-to breakfast in the summertime. Mm. Now that it's wintertime or like fall and it's getting, it's not wintertime. Now that it's fall and it's getting like chillier, I want something warm and like comforting. So I've been eating oatmeal, which Mm. I typically don't do, but it's been like, a really nice breakfast and nick is such a big oatmeal guy i was like ah i don't, I don't. so i've been doing it i've been making it with almond milk yeah same that's what i do put a little cinnamon in it Ooh, and yes. since it 
apples are in season right now, I put pink lady apples in it. Like one full oh. pink lady apple in it. So you get like a nice like apple pie, cinnamon, oatmeal situation. And boy, has, now, it, has it been Are delicious. these overnight oats or are you heating it up? I'm are heating it up. I'm cooking them on the okay. stove top. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. It, it was, very, I've been eating it literally every morning for breakfast. I had something like that. I went to this vegan cafe um, by us, Sweet Trail, and they had overnight oats and they had it with cinnamon and I don't know what kind of apples and they had like chia seeds and like and coconut sugar in it mm. but it was cold and it was good cold yeah but I can only imagine what it tastes like hot oof oof it's been good it's been good I yeah. uh, it's been my fixation meal recently now how much of the apple are you putting in a full apple I mean, a whole apple okay whole apple. do you leave the skin on or do you take it off I take the skin off okay yeah interesting why do you not use a whole apple um well sometimes it depends like if i'm making a salad with an apple i might only use half of it and then i'll like chop up the rest of it for apple slices to have like as part of a snack mm -hmm. um unless it's like a jagunda salad that i'm making for myself and i'm mm -hmm. like i want to eat this salad for an hour yeah <laughs> then i'll put like a whole apple in but um with oatmeal i wasn't sure if it if a whole apple would be too much um, or like I, overpowering. I would say that it is apple heavy, but yeah. also I don't mind. I prefer every time I use an apple, like if I do an apple in a salad or in this situation, I'll just use the whole apple and I'm mm. cool with it. Um, I prefer a Granny Smith apple because okay, it's so like, more of a tart taste. It's soury. And also I have this thing with apples where I hate mealy apples, despise mealy apples what is that like they get soft and like you bite into it and you can just like taste the texture of the apple oh it doesn't have like that crisp bite off exactly like okay. it's just like it's gross it's like sandy i guess is the best way to describe okay. it okay you yeah. know exactly what i'm talking about yeah 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 i do now it's crazy that i do but i do you know what i'm talking about mm -hmm. so red and Red apples, like Red Delicious apples, Fuji, Pink Lady, Gala, they get mealier quicker where Granny Smith get mealier not so quick. So that's why I tend to gravitate towards Granny Smith apples. And also I just like the tartness of the Granny Smith apple anyway. Mm. So Okay. I never thought of using green apples for like apple pie-esque things. Oh. I always red or yellow fun fact my mother when she makes her famous apple pie uses granny smith apples interesting yeah that's what makes it so good you use the mm. sour apple you throw in the sugar you get a nice texture to it uh, mm -hmm. all right it enhances right. the flavor interesting yeah so anyway the granny smith apples I don't see them in stores right now because all the other ones are in season, which is what, when I'll buy them because they won't be mealy. But as soon as the Granny Smiths come out, that's when I'll go back. Which is like definitely now, right? What? Those apples? Isn't it apple picking season? Yeah, but like the, 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 red, the Pink Lady, the Gala, the Fuji, they're all in uh, season right now. Granny Smith, I haven't seen them in stores, so they're probably not in season just yet. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I have, of all the things that I have very weird specifications on, hello and welcome to my Apple specifications. <laughs> Another spinoff podcast. Danielle's ridiculous overthinking and specifications of things that she likes. Hello and welcome to Apples. I bet you didn't think that Danielle had a whole 20-minute spiel about Apples, but I could be here that's, all day. That's the whole name of the podcast. <laughs> exactly one word uh, oh god um it's just like panic at the disco but with podcasting i write um no not i write sins not tragedies what's the other one that was such like a big thing for emo music back in the early 2000s to write oh, it's like so cool yeah to have like the name of our song be super long but also have nothing to do with the song why am I blanking on it? Okay. Tell me what you ate and uh I, I did. Oh right, you did. 
Duh. Sorry. Um, but I can tell you that my expectation, I don't, I didn't, I don't think I expected this to be a documentary. I thought it was just going to be a story. I didn't expect so, it to be a mockumentary either. I, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. So that like definitely, um, was a new twist. And so, like I said, I think that's why I appreciated the graininess so much more because I didn't know that going into it. So it was like a nice reminder. Yeah. Um, like just because, it. hold on. It, it's the titles of Panic at the Disco songs were so long that even on Spotify, they like cut off. Like the only difference between <laughs> martyrdom and suicide. I, I know that like, that's the rest of it. Lying is the most fun a girl can have without taking her clothes off. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. That's right. I forgot about that. Um, did, I did also did not know. I agree with you. Um, I didn't expect there to be an emphasis on saving the camp. I didn't know that that was going to be into play. I thought it was just going to be like the goings on of the camp itself. And like the hijinks that got in to being in theater camp because I'm sure mm. there's, you can't have that many dramatic people in one room and not have drama, you know? Yeah, it's true. But this was only an hour and a half. So there's only so much they could do in an hour and a half. I do, you know what? I appreciated that it was only an hour and a half. Same. Cause I watched it late last night. <laughs> Did you have an IRL moment? Well, I can tell you that I've been in musicals before for like high school and grammar school and stuff, and they didn't call it Hell Week, but usually rehearsal week is called Hell Week. Um, and I guess like their Hell Week was like they only had three weeks or something to prepare for this, so their Hell Week was probably like the last like three days or something. Yeah. But um, it they called it Hell Week for a reason. Um, I've definitely been in in. in plays and musicals where the director is like well maybe we should just stop and not do it and everyone's like oh and like looking back on it it was like awful and now in my head I'm like you kind of need to bring that drama into into tech week so I get it tech week hell week rehearsal week whatever yeah um so I get it I've also been to the Adirondacks oh really yeah, I went on vacation. I just told you before we... Oh, yeah, duh. We went um, the second go-around of taking a vacation in COVID. The first time we went to Vermont, because mm -hmm. we could do a lot of outdoorsy things. We weren't subject to, like, be or sit inside. We rented, like, those super clean um, Airbnbs, and they would let us take the dog. So we would take the dog and bring his crate in his bed and, you know... Do yeah. like half day activities and then midday, morning and evening spend time with Otis. So oh, it nice. was, yeah, it was easy for us to kind of get like we'd go fishing in the morning and then we'd like check on the dog, go to lunch or something like that. Um, hiking in the afternoon. Yeah. 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 It was fun. I, I hiked. There's like six mountains. It's called the Saranac Six. We mm -hmm. did two out of six. I was ready to keep going. I was ready to do one every day. Dave was like, I don't think I could do this anymore. I will say the last mountain that we climbed was the first time I had to actually use my hands to climb. Oh, really? And what sucked is that, like, we got to the top because I had my watch on. I was like, I'm going to keep track of this just in case I get lost. Mm -hmm. You could track me. You could track me. Or I could just track, like, how much we've climbed so we know if we're close because a lot of the, like, markers are, like, tons yeah. I was like, well, we did five and change miles and that's what it said and we have to do another five to get down so i say this peak this is the top yes yeah. don't look up any further we're here this is it. <laughs> that's also such a you thing like oh there are six we need to do all six yeah, yeah that yeah, is yeah. such a you did it even prefacing our hair doing harry potter it's like well we need to do everyone in succession i'm like we can come back to it keep the harry potters in our back pocket all right there are eight if we run out of a, we, if we need a movie we'll call on harry potter danielle i've never felt so called out in my entire life you know what i appreciate your dedication all right <laughs> you, when you commit you commit it's true that's why i got married <laughs> this this is why you want this is why you got married this is why you watch every single season of every single tv show 
even after the writing goes down the tubes. You commit. And I feel guilty if I don't finish it. That That's being Catholic. That's where that comes into. Yeah. Italian Catholic, yeah. that's where that's coming from. But you are committed. Like, up, oh, we're doing, there are six, we need to do all six. Because I got I got to see it out. I got to see it through. There's seven, but I got to see it through. <laughs> Actually, no. there's eight. There's eight. They divided the seventh one. No, into I'm t- talking about the hiking. But yes, there are eight Harry oh, Potter oh, movies. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'll go back. I'll go back and hike them all. <laughs> Gotta hike them all. Gotta hike I them will all. Not- <laughs> Grandma, you're 85 years old. I need to hike all the trails. <laughs> yeah, well, my dumbass left the, the longest ones for last. So in my 80s, I'll be hiking like 17 miles. <laughs> Uh, way to go Christina you will not rest you will not rest you can't can't hit a moving target so (laughs) I keep moving they're never gonna get me (laughs) (laughs) alright I didn't have an IRL moment so that's I think that uh, wraps up our show Well, you've been to stay away camp okay we'll take that I'm, I'm yeah. a camp girl. But you didn't have any drama drama like this. Oh, I'm sure there was drama at camp. And even if it wasn't drama camp, there's always drama at camp. Ah, uh, at the theater? <laughs> I don't know about at the theater, but... Well, at theater, I'm saying at theater camp. At theater camp, like... there's definitely drama, but also at regular, like, camp camp, there's also drama. Okay. You know. And. I've never been to Sayaway Camp. You can't so. get a group of like preteens together and not have drama. Uh, Come on. Come mm. on. It's unfortunate, but true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's it. We did it. We did it all. We did it all. We did it all. Okay. So next week. Oh, what are we doing? What we do in the show? Did you finish it? I haven't started. Oh, it's so good. But it's, it's have you started Only Murders in the Building? No, I haven't. Okay, well, we're going to be talking about musicals again this month because... Oh, only, right, it ended in a musical. It's going it's to... The whole, the whole season is a musical. Okay, okay. I'll use that as my um, expectation versus reality because I didn't know that. Yep, there you go. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay, so we have... Um, what we do in the shadows... And we're only murders in the building, and then Harry Potter coming up this month, mm-hmm. and we're very excited about our picks this month. And if you want something scary, maybe we can throw it in November. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, okay, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Classic Cena. Danielle's on Instagram at Danielle Kobianki. The podcast is at Hey It's Two Girls on Instagram and Twitter. You can send us an email with recommendations at Two Girls Watch TV at gmail.com. Two is spelled out T-W-O. And the YouTube channel is Two Girls Drink Beer. All right, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your weekends, and we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.